With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Hammer and Rails podcast. I am Casey. I'll be your host. We're going to talk a little... Minnesota and Purdue football. I've got my buddy from the Daily Gopher uh, on with me, Blake Ruain. Blake, how are you doing today? I'm doing elite, as PJ Fleck would say. <laughs> the catchphrase is like, it's cute when you guys are like three and zero against non-conference opponents, but doesn't it feel a little weird when you start off like one and three for the season? Oh, absolutely. That's that's the first thing people turn on as we it, it, that. <laughs> That shtick, it's just like, it's it's totally, it's just unique. It's like cute when we're winning, but when we're losing, it's just like, come on, just get rid of it and just coach better, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's uh, no reason to uh, to skip around the fact it's been a little bit of a disappointing season for Minnesota to start. Uh, can you give us a little over course of what has happened to the Gophers this season? You guys are one in three right now. It's it's been a tough year. I mean, they came off <clears throat> the program's first 11 win season since 1904, which so no small feat there. Uh, I think people certainly expected this year to be a step back. You know, they lost seven starters on defense from a year ago. Four guys um, were drafted to the NFL and had minimal losses on offense. You know, Tyler Johnson's playing for the Buccaneers now. Rodney Smith, the running back, uh, is actually with the Carolina Panthers now. So. Obviously, people expected to step back, and, you know, it's, it's just been a, a strange year, too, with everything going on. You know, no spring practice, kind of the stop and start of fall camp. But Today, I certainly don't think anyone expected the, the defense to kind of fall off a cliff there uh, to start the season. And, and against Michigan, they allowed 49 points. 
Next week against Maryland, 45, uh, played a shell of an Illinois team and somehow <laughs> held them to 14. And then uh, most recently gave up, you know, 35 to Iowa. So it's just been a really tough go with these first four games. Um, and it's just a lot of mental mistakes uh, on a young defense, especially the linebacker core. But really, it's it's one of those situations, too, where one leak has led to two or three other leaks in the boat, especially on defense. Um, so it's just been a tough, tough year so far. And on offense, too, they've just been inconsistent. Uh, they got a new offensive coordinator, actually two co-coordinators, their offensive coordinator last year. Kirk Shiraka uh, went to Penn State and is having himself a difficult time. <laughs> so it's good to see that the, the misery is spreading around. But uh, the new uh, offensive coordinators are Mike Sanford Jr. and Matt Simon. The offense just has not been the same, especially the passing game. Um, I mean, losing Tyler Johnson definitely was going to hurt, but it just seems like Tanner Morgan's had a tough year so far to really get into a rhythm in the passing game. And Rashad Bateman, one of the best receivers in the Big Ten, but he just has not had a supporting cast so far this year. So, But you know, obviously the big uh, story in offense is Muhammad Ibrahim. The run game is still there. He's getting his yards, but uh, just been far too inconsistent on either side of the ball and really bad on the defensive side that uh, it's been yeah a tough first four games. Yeah, how does co-offensive coordinators work? Like, one of them has the pass game, one the rush, and they play rock, paper, scissors before every play to decide who gets to call a play? <laughs> you know, we've wondered that ourselves. I think uh, <laughs> for a lot of, for uh, for most purposes, I assume one of them is just kind of an honorary title, like just to get him a little bump in his pay and keep him, because Matt, Matt Simons, I mean, seriously, Matt Simons was a wide receivers coach, mm-hmm. and uh, he's I mean, done a really, really good job uh, with the receivers so far, and um he actually handled play calling for the Outback Bowl, which the, the Gophers won, and he's senior impressed there. Um, but Mike Sanford, the new guy, came in. He calls the plays. I assume he does most of the game planning. He makes most of the decisions. He says that he and Matt Simon sit right next to each other and make co-decisions in the booth. But uh, I'm, du- I'm dubious about uh, how that relationship works. But, yeah, honestly, I think with co-coordinators, one of them is just in title only, and the other one pretty much calls the shots. That's at least how I imagine it goes. Fair enough. Yeah, it definitely looks like Tanner Morgan's, uh, I don't know if taking a step back, but he certainly hasn't taken a step forward this year. 57 completion percentage, four touchdowns to four interceptions. And pretty much Minnesota last year, it was your success was based mostly off your wide receivers making plays from what I saw in a decent running game. So uh, that'll definitely be something to look forward to. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into then. What is Minnesota's biggest advantage on the field? Obviously, it has to be in the run game. Uh, obviously, the passing game's not quite what it was last year, but in the run game, Mohamed Ibrahim leads the Big Ten in rushing yards, leads the Big Ten in rushing touchdowns. He has just been a monster uh, this year. He's averaging, the, the downside is he's averaging about 30 carries a game, which seems absurd and unsustainable. Um, but he's just a guy that is the perfect back for this offense. They run do a lot of outside zone, and he's just got fantastic vision. He knows how to find a hole. He's patient as a runner. Um, that's that's really been their strength. Uh, I mean, they don't have a ton of strengths on either side of the ball at this point, but really that run game um, and that offensive line is just has performed really well to start the season. I mean, they do struggle a little bit against um, some better defensive fronts. They don't quite dominate. They will definitely obviously dominate inferior or about average defensive fronts, but they do struggle with consistency against bigger defensive lines. But yeah, Mohamed Ibrahim has been far and away the bright spot of that offense, and he, if you want to stop that offense, it's it starts with him. I have good news for you, Blake. Uh, Purdue's defensive line is neither that big or that good. Fantastic. That's been 20 years. <laughs> and their best player, George Karloftis, missed the entire last game, missed most of the Illinois game, struggling with a knee injury. So 
that is something to definitely look forward to. Probably be a swinging factor is Iowa had a pretty easy job running the ball on us. Uh, I, I will say I was I was surprised I saw that they held Northwestern to 80 yards rushing. I was kind of surprised because Northwestern came into that game with mm-hmm. a pretty rushing attack. So I was I was kind of surprised how well they held up. Yeah, I I, I think weather played a big part in that because both teams. Uh, Knew the other team was going to have to run a lot. Probably not many deep passes with near 30 mile per hour winds, but uh, Northwestern was still able to control the game. So, yeah, 80 yards, not bad, but uh, it's still hard to trust the Purdue defense entirely. For sure. Uh, Minnesota, what is your biggest disadvantage then? We've talked about the running game. Uh, definitely looks to be a strength against Purdue. So where where are you scared going up against Purdue? Uh, I mean, just pick a, pick a spot <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the defense anywhere. I mean, my thing is I'll be very curious to see what approach Purdue takes. I know they like to air it out. Um, I know their run game is basically the Xander Horvath show. Minnesota has been really bad against the run, and it, they're just they're not they don't get a consistent push up front mm-hmm. on the defensive line, and that leaks into the linebackers who are just very young and inexperienced and have trouble, you know, with the mental aspect of the game, you know, diagnosing plays shedding blocks, taking the proper angles, and that's really where we've been the problem area is because those running backs are just getting to the second level right away, and guys just aren't making tackles. Um, so I'll be very curious to see if Purdue uh, and Jeff Brom really hit the ground game hard because I know they really want to pass. Um, and that, yeah. honestly, even in the secondary, there will be some opportunity for Purdue because Minnesota's um, starting cornerback, Benjamin St. Juiced, will be out this game uh, due to testing positive for COVID. He missed last week, and he'll miss this week and the next week against Wisconsin. So, And they're very thin in the secondary, especially at cornerback. Um, actually, the the starter that will be in place of Benjamin St. Juiced is Philip Howard, a converted wide receiver. Um, so I'm very curious to see how Purdue attacks his defense because they seem very susceptible at every level. Yeah, Jeff Brom talked about after the Northwestern game how he really needed to stick to the run more. Um, but he's also been saying that pretty much since he's come to Purdue and it's never happened. And if Minnesota is weak in the secondary, it's it's pretty hard not to get lured into all of the receivers that Jeff Brom uh, can use. Uh, you know, David Bell's been awesome. Milton Wright's good. Um, maybe Rondell Moore, maybe never again. We don't know. Yeah, what's what's the story with him? He's he has yeah, he came back to reverse decision and hasn't played yet. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, um, and for some reason we are treating injuries and anything else like they are state secrets at Purdue. So there has literally been no official word anywhere on why why he's gone, when he'll be back. All we know is he's doing everything they've asked of him. So, well, at least you can take comfort in that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, this is a point of contention for a lot of fans, which uh, kind of like you uh, alluded to, certain things are okay when you're winning, and then all of a sudden when you start losing and you're playing these little uh, secret hiding games, it just it starts to seem a little fishy. Like uh, we're hiding state secrets to go three and five. Yeah, it's not I mean, worth it. it. And honestly, it's the same story at Minnesota. Fleck, even with, even before 2020, injuries were state secrets. I mean, now he won't he won't even come out and say okay. a player tests positive. He'll just say, you know, it's 2020 when someone asks when a player's gone. So then, so then, so we just assume that means that they tested positive for COVID. So we we at least have a code. Uh, code word, yeah. yeah. Code. Code word's fun. All right, uh, for Purdue fans that are uh, unfamiliar with Minnesota going in, there's a lot of new faces. 
who is a player that uh, Purdue fans are going to walk away from feeling a little, uh, they're definitely going to know who they are and they're going to feel a little scared of them going forward. Oh, this is a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, just because no one has, uh, there's really just been the obvious guys, um, especially on offense and defense. I honestly don't even know if you'll walk away impressed with anybody. <laughs> um, I mean, the biggest, the words, I, the, I, the, there is one sweet music to my ears. On defense, on defensive end, uh, Boye Mafe actually is tied for the lead in Big Ten with 3.5 sacks. He's just an athletic freak. I think he made uh, Bruce Feldman's uh, annual preseason freak list just because he's got like a 30 or 40 inch vertical. But he's just a guy that has speed on the edge, and he will hopefully be making Aiden O'Connell's life uh, miserable on set on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the offensive line has been better than anticipated for Purdue so far, though it is still not a group with a ton of confidence or experience. Uh, when you're looking at this game, uh, what is what is what is the narrative you expect to come out of this game? Uh, that's that's tough. I mean, for Minnesota, it's either. We're just, honestly, we're just looking for improvement at this point. If they win the game, that's a that's a plus. Um, oh, really, no. on the, really on the defensive <laughs> on the defensive side, it's, it's been that bad. I mean, I think they rank 115th right now in rushing Oof. defense uh, nationally, um, 100th in, in scoring defense. So it's I mean it's pretty bad. Um, but I think if people are just looking for improvements and they've shown some, they have they've improved some from week one to week four. I mean, if they hadn't, it would be pretty awful i mean they still aren't playing very well but um i think the narrative phase here is is how much improvement can they make can flex turn this around um mid-season is this just a case of guys just need to get game experience and this is kind of a, a, a wash of a season but uh i think people are just coming to this game knowing that purdue's you know had three really tightly contested games you know they're not a world beater by any means and you know, the matchup's kind of interesting with you know purdue doesn't really run the ball that much but minnesota's pretty vulnerable against the run. So it's just, I think it's mostly an intriguing matchup and people are just looking to see, can Minnesota be competitive in this game or they're just going to get blown off the field again? I, I I have this written down earlier and I didn't ask, but do you expect, obviously this season has been rough on you guys. Do you expect them to turn around, you know, young players? Um, it was a contentious off season for everyone. Uh, very little practice, uncertainty. Uh, they weren't playing and then they are. Do you see a way forward for this team where they uh, kind of step in and finish the end of the season on a positive note? You know, I could see them stealing a game down the road. I mean, they've got Wisconsin still on the docket. They're not going to steal that game. Uh, <laughs> but they've got, you know, Northwestern and Nebraska. Northwestern's going to be pretty tough. Um, and I, who knows what Nebraska can do? I'm not taking anything from their from their Penn State win. Um, but yeah, I think I think they're a team that they've shown that they can, can they can make improvements i'm just waiting for them to take that big step forward um and i do think that they can in these next four games um steal one of these games and just have something hold on to that as a positive moving forward but um yeah it's 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 i'd say i'm in the minority i'm i have a little bit of faith that they can improve but yeah it's just it's been a bit demoralizing these first four games (laughs) yeah we uh there's no no lack of understanding from purdue fans on that uh So let's just jump into it then. We've got two teams on, despite, you know, uh, kind of flipped around records. I, I can't say the talent is too far off from one or the other. So what is your prediction for the game this week? As much as I'd like to go home, I do have Purdue win this one. Um, probably a score somewhere around 
35-20. I just think Minnesota has shown that they can stop a force, a quarterback, an offense with a fourth string quarterback in Illinois. They just haven't shown that they can consistently stop even you know a good or if any better than that offense. Um, and I think Purdue does a pretty good offense. You know they haven't put up a, a ton of points so far, but um, I just think there's too many holes in Minnesota's defense that Purdue can take advantage of at this point. That I can't confidently say I expect Minnesota to win this game. So. <laughs> I, I, it makes me happy, even though we played that four-string quarterback and barely held him to 30 points. I think. <laughs> so this, this defense is definitely susceptible enough to uh, kind of be the the jump start to some offenses is my fear going forward. Um, though I do have Purdue winning uh, 32 to 24, so not terribly far off. Um, Blake, uh we're just doing quick recaps this year. So um, is there anything else you want to throw in about this game uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, uh, thank God this is Minnesota's last Friday night game. I'll say that I've now we, they've had, this is their third <laughs> yeah. Friday night game. And I, I just hate it at this point, especially this, this year. Cause it, uh, they're so bad and all eyes are on them on Friday nights. I'm just like, I'd rather just get lost in the shuffle of Saturdays. <laughs> all right. There you go. Um, what is one advice for how for fans to uh, survive a Friday night college football game? I mean, stock up on beer and then order in. That, that's my just remove all things you need to do. Just settle in, order the food, have beer nearby in case it goes poorly. That That's my best advice. So just a Minnesota normal night. Basically, yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, all right, Blake, uh, where can everyone see your stuff at? Uh, just daily, the dailygopher.com. Uh, we will post up pretty regularly every day. So if you want to learn anything about Minnesota, I think we've got our Purdue preview coming out uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and we'll have content all week long. So check us out if you want to stop by. We do accept uh, guests from Purdue and other teams. So if you want to want to chime in and talk to the Gophers fans, I'm not sure why you'd want to. But if, you, if you're feeling uh, like you want to reach out, by all means. I mean, the only safe time to trash talk is before there's a final score. So. If you're going to do it, do it now. This is true. Take advantage. Uh, can they find you on Twitter? Oh, yes. I am at Blake Ruin. And also, if you want to follow, it's uh, The Daily Gopher. It's at The Daily Gopher. Perfect. All right, Blake. Uh, thanks for talking football. Uh, we're going to have a fun Friday night, I'm sure, for both teams. It'll be great. Um, not at all sad. Both <laughs> our teams will look awesome. And uh, unfortunately, one will have to win. That's life. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Blake. Uh, we will talk to you uh, probably somewhere around basketball season. That's coming up in less than two weeks. <laughs> I can hardly believe it. Yeah, me too. All right. Thanks. Um, this is Casey with Hammer and Rails. Go ahead and rate, like, comment, subscribe, do whatever you do for podcasts. 